It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 35 of the Redirect Podcast. It is Friday, February 23rd, 2018. I'm Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing. Welcome this week by Ashley and Patrick from the Black Truck team. Welcome back, gang. Hey. Hey. You guys got like you got you got a week off. <laughs> not not really, but you got a week off from the redirect uh, as uh, the last last episode, episode thirty four. We had uh, Mobile Moxie's Cindy Crum on, and uh, she did a really great deep dive into uh, a theme that has certainly created a lot of chatter recently, and that's the Mobile First Index. Uh, so there's a lot of, uh, I've been following a lot of the, the talk, I should say the, the Twitter chat that has come out of uh, PubCon this week. Yeah. Uh, I did not, uh, as much as I would have loved to have gone, I, I did not. So I resorted to watching comments come through Twitter. But that's certainly the mobile first index is, is one that, that came up multiple, multiple times. So. so what's new this week in the world of search. I mean, I've certainly read uh, uh, quite a few things that have kind of been moving and shaking in the industry, but um, Pat, you want to you yeah. take the lead and uh, start wanna, talking about what I want to talk about from? AdWords. Okay. What about AdWords? Specifically, the Keyword Planner. Mmm. Have you done a reading on that? I heard that there were some changes, but I did not read into what those changes okay. were. This is a recent thing, slowly starting to roll out. Right? Yeah, slowly starting to roll out. So, um, Full disclosure, I haven't touched Keyword Planner in a long time. Right. Uh, pretty much the, the rule on the road has been that it, it's been uh, not your most trustworthy source or, source or uh, easiest tool to use because of the different layers and levels and nuanced results and reading between the lines. And uh, as more and more complaints came in about the Keyword Planner, uh, more and more new tools became available. Well, and I think kind of to back up as as a little bit of background with that, the the reason being and and as SEOs on the SEO side of of things that we do at Black Trek, the reason why we've we've maybe migrated away from that other than some baseline ideation is that if you don't have an active account, an active campaign, uh, many times you're not going to be able to use that tool and. Furthermore, that whether they admit to it or not, um, depending on the scope of your campaign, the size and the budgets and things like that, there certainly is enough. There's enough uh, talk and chatter out there in the world to for people to know that that, that data can be skewed based on yeah the, what it is that you're currently operating. It's, it's skewing the results based on paid impressions. Absolutely, yes, paid impressions. So that's that's the other big big factor. Is for a long time everybody said. Let's use Keyword Planner. It's free. So there's a lot of non-SEOs and even SEOs alike that we're using it when forgetting that that's AdWords data. That's not necessarily, yeah. you know, right. true search data. So um, now that we got that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, now that's out of the way. <laughs> so they completely redid the whole entire tool. It, it, it's no longer the same tool as far as a visual in it. It's in line exactly with what you experience with the new AdWords. Mm. Um, I used to really dog the, the new AdWords, and I'm slowly getting more comfortable <laughs> with it and 
And honestly, I'm, I don't find myself complaining nearly the same way I used to. Well, at least the out. Google team doesn't ask us anymore if we're in the new interface or the old interface. Yeah, so true. that's good. <laughs> true. Um, so the, the new Keyword Planner interface matches that same experience you get in the new AdWords. Great. So it's fluid. The, the tools and the intuition are all in the same place. Uh, the old keyword tool, when you got to the initial page, you were inundated with a ton of different options and you weren't really sure where to start, if you're doing it right, if you had all the toggles and the dials in the right place. Now when you go to Keyword Planner tool, uh, you're offered two things. Find new keywords in Get Metrics and Forecasts. Hmm. And you just plug in your, you just start typing. Um, you go to the next screen, you're, you're given a, a, a similar result to what you might see before where you get a, uh, a rolling scale of what the previous 12 months looked like. That is still there, but however, now there's a secondary column in it that shows you mobile results versus total results. Nice. So it nice. helps you break it down in there. Um, Which totally plays into um, the, the direction that we know that, that if we view Google as a whole is, is leading anyways in the mobile first yeah. mentality. Right. Um, you know, so so much of searches are being done in, yeah. in the mobile world, right. so why not be able to break that out yeah. quickly? Um, the biggest new feature that I'm pretty excited about that I'm going to definitely explore more is if you have your AdWords account connected with Search Console, mm-hmm. you can now bring in organic data into the search results. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's in, you can um, adjust your columns the same way you can in AdWords, mm-hmm. in regular AdWords display. You can add, uh, there's there's two organic metrics. It is, um, excuse me here, I'm, I'm organic impression share and organic average position. Hmm. So you can add that as set, like more columns under the side mm-hmm. and if you're using the tool for you know paid, getting ideas for paid programs or paid campaigns, that's one thing. But if you're also trying to get ideas for the organic side of things, if you can do some math in your head and take a look at that or- organic impression share versus organic average position, and then deduce what you're seeing on the, the paid results, you're able to get a much more realistic idea of what the word, the phrase might do on what, organic side. What that landscape's going to be like. Yes. And, and are, you, are you in the hunt or not? You know, yeah. it, it goes, we've had a number of conversations um, about, you know, if you do a search, if you do that, we call it here a, like a gut check I, I talk about all the time. is like the keyword tool is going to tell you one thing, but go, you know, not logged in, go and do a search just as a gut check to say, all right, what, what does this really look like? Right. And yeah, if you see it loaded with, you know, um, uh, paid ads, PLAs, you know, if it's just bombarded with ads, you might have to pay to get into that. Right. And it, you know, if you want to get if you want to get a seat at the table, you might have to pay to get there. Yeah. What you're saying is by adding this layer in, you can actually more or less see that. I don't want to say in advance because it's probably still. Is it still based off of historical data? They're not projecting out. out um, I, I haven't. I haven't been able to tell that yet. So I did some testing. I can, I'll. I'll get to that in a sec. Um, it, I, I can't tell if it's based on projections or historical data or what where it's going on there. What's going to be interesting to see is if it shows you that average position of like twenty two. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's impressions, yeah, yeah. There's impression share, but the average position is twenty two. You know, that's mm-hmm. not going to be the strategic word I need. No. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
of this all said, a few of our accounts that I tested, we have beta access to it. So, oh, sweet. So cool. I, play, I played with it. Cool. Um, and it's much more fluid, much easier to use. The, uh, the forecasting features, you know, after you select your words and you go to the next screen, you can, play, you can adjust your dials and see what you can for, um, potentially find with the forecasts mm -hmm. that's in there. Um, it, it's more refined and it's, it's easier to use and there's not as much toggling and everything is available on one page rather than going from uh, different tabs in that forecasting section. Um, as far as um, a word of the wise on the syncing your search console, get in there and, and link as many of your search console accounts as, as you can right now to so start populating mm -hmm. the info. So I did two different um, accounts that I tested. Uh, one of them, or on both of them, I had to sync search console. And one of them, in, in on the search console side of it, it was a fresh connect. Oh, we hadn't okay. done we it hadn't yet. Set it up yeah. yet. Um, going back into the keyword planner, neither of them would populate yet. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it was lack of data or lack of the two um, tools talking to each other. Yeah, and hopefully hopefully it's the lack of hopefully it's the lack of tools communicating to each other right. like we've experienced before when you go in to set up a uh, when you do a, a fresh uh, setup, if yeah. you will, of search console, right. it's gonna take yeah. Call it twenty four hours to generate any data, right? And even then, it's not. It's only going to go back. Is it? Not, is it ninety days? I know. I know. Even the, historically, we yeah. can go back even further. But right. but even with a new setup, sometimes it takes new, a little bit longer. The new setup gives you sixteen months now. The sixteen new, months. The new okay. search console will give you sixteen months. But okay. if you're still on the traditional search console, you're limited to ninety days. Okay. Um, in the, the so the first one I tested, it was a from scratch build. I had to go into search console and connect the account to search console. Hmm. And so then on the second one, we already had verified account in Search Console. So I just connected Search Console and AdWords, and it still didn't populate data. So like we said, we'll give it some time. Now yep. they're connected. I'll check again back on Monday. Maybe we'll give a, an update next week and uh, see if we're able to glean any further insights from that. Cool. That's a really good find. I heard about it. I didn't read anything on it <laughs> too much. So, All right, Ashley. All right. What you got rolling? Well, we shared, gosh, sometime last month about the cha the changes to Facebook's um, newsfeed, mm -hmm. and we've also heard in the past couple months about um, some other changes from Facebook, maybe more than the last couple months, but basically changes that have rolled out due to the fallout of the 2016 presidential election and all of that. So lots of changes at Facebook. Combating fake news. Combating that, fake okay. news. Yep, combating fake news. And <clears throat> yeah, I'd say that's the big one. So um, coming out of that, um, there's some reports coming out now about stats for who are, who are the big drivers of traffic to websites. Mm. Um, so there's some reporting coming out about um, 2017. And for the first time since... 2014, um, it looks like search has beat out social as a driver overall hmm. for traffic to websites. So this is according to a, um, an analytics platform called Shareaholic. And um, 
search drove 34.8% of site visits in 2017, and that compares to social networks, which accounted for 25.6% of referral traffic. So, um, again, this is the last three years social has beat out search, and it seems like there, there's a graph on the article that we'll make sure to link to, but the, the lines on the chart are just kind of like switching, like yeah. searches going up and socials going down. Interesting. So, yeah. So you totally skunked me on the topic. I was oh, going to no. go with that one. No, that hasn't happened in a while, so good work. <laughs> um, I, I think that that study is, is good. Um, and, and really, anybody who, if you've been, so if you've been to a major search conference, um, if you've tuned into any search conference or even attended some, some of these decent webinars, you know, it, it shouldn't be any surprise to anybody in the, hopefully in the digital marketing industry that, that, um, that there's been a drop off, mm-hmm. especially from Facebook. I know that even, um, we've seen graphs and, and trends like Rand, uh, Fishkin from Moz has shared them in his slide decks and things like that of that. It's not a sharp decline. Of, of Facebook engagement or actually engaged users from Facebook. But it's certainly been a decrease. And it's not all due in parts to no. this, this new change because remember, you're, you're, you and I, what we're talking about is, is what Holic did from a study of all of 2017. This most recent, recent algorithm change uh, with, with uh, the news feed is, mm-hmm. is very, very new. Right. So I think even how that's all going to affect things even more. But I think quite frankly, you know, as, as things got, whether it got more politically fueled or maybe, I don't want to go on the limb and be a speculate, uh, speculative, but I think that people just generally, generally got annoyed by what they were seeing on Facebook Mm -hmm. Or their filter bubble was jaded mm-hmm. enough that they were like, mm-hmm. I'm not clicking on that anymore. Do you, you think know? that um, socially conscious people are collectively holding their breath right now, waiting for that next change to happen? Because it, those that socially conscious audience, regardless of which way you play and what you're into uh, and how you use social, um, you're aware that things are changing and there's been garbage shared. Mm-hmm. And also, we're kind of holding our breath for what's going to happen with the 2018 midterms because everything in the political news front is saying that uh, the same games are attempted to be played for this 2018 midterms. Mm. That being said, are there people waiting to get to 2019? It's maybe, you know, it's you can see this decline in, in the way people are using social and switching to search, but is it just maybe a matter of... Um, a reinvention and going to find a new use for it, which in three years we could be having the same conversation again, see these social declines. Well, I think, I mean, it, it, you know, getting, getting back to the root, the root reason of why social platforms exist is for social reasons Mm -hmm. and not necessarily there to be sold for. And I, and I don't feel that I'm, I'm shooting myself in the foot by, saying that's why people are there and you shouldn't advertise there. No, I, I, yeah. that, that's no different than saying you shouldn't do remarketing and you shouldn't do contextual display advertising and things like that. I mean, that's at the end of the day, Facebook is a display network right. from an ad perspective. It's, it's not, no matter how much, and I'm kind of, I feel like I've preached this enough, that 
as much as Mark Zuckerberg would like it to be, it's not a search engine. I don't know. I have not met anybody that goes to Facebook and searches for something that is near them. That's not programmed in anybody mm-hmm. that I know. Now, Facebook Marketplace is certainly caught on and, and definitely uh, started to probably maybe put a hurt on things like Craigslist. But from a search perspective, I don't I don't think that that it has been a big concern. I even saw, saw something the other day uh, about somebody even questioned the value mm-hmm. of a brand having an organic strategy on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, is it really worth it for my brand to do that anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a pretty it's a pretty big pill to swallow to to make that claim. Yeah, I think. Um, I think, Pat, maybe you were talking more about users holding their breath, but I think a lot of um, marketers might also be, like, kind of bewildered and not really know what That's to true. do with, with all yeah. these changes that I are s- happening. I saw a headline somewhere that said, um, Facebook keeps talking about all these changes and preparations for uh, the coming political front, mm-hmm. and businesses are holding their breath waiting to get that. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, it's where the, the businesses are waiting to find out what Facebook is going to do and allow. And so that's why it's just kind of quiet right now. It'll be, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't, I, I'm not shocked by that stat. I was, I personally am happy to see that happen. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, I think that, that, that means that people, I don't want to say that people are spending less time in Facebook because I don't, I don't know. I, I would be fascinated if somebody has stats that they can share on. Are they spending more time on Facebook or in Facebook versus, versus going off? But we also know that for the past couple of years, it's been the goal of Facebook. It's been the goal of Google and things like that, that they're going to favor content that keeps people mm-hmm. in that channel or keeps them in that lane. So I wonder how much of that has to do, you know, because what Shareaholic's talking about is strictly referral traffic, right, right? Right, So how much of that has to do with, I don't have to go anywhere else. It's it's uh, more or less, it could be an organic post in Facebook, and I don't, I don't really have to go anywhere else because you're giving me all of that. Yeah. You know, you there's know, a number of variables there. Yes, and now that you mentioned that, it, it reminds me of something I pulled from the articles about this study that I thought was quite interesting. So Facebook was still the, the top social network um, for share of visitors from 2017 or for 2017, um, even though their share of visits dropped 25% year over year. Um, the big winner as far as social refer, referrals was Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, um, with an 890% increase in share of, of visits year over year. Hmm. And granted, their number is still quite small compared to, say, Facebook. Um, but 890% increase in share of visits. And we, um, you know, you think about how difficult it can be to get people to visit your website from right. Instagram. Right. So I thought that that was pretty interesting. I bet you a, a lot of that is tied directly to the refinement of stories. Because that's a new mm-hmm. feature, and the, the from <clears throat> I don't I'm personally not an Instagram story person. Mm-hmm. I don't use them or really follow them. Uh, from what I understand, a lot of people market there, and they yeah. create, there's a way mm-hmm. to create links yep. to leave this, mm-hmm. when you have when over certain, so many followers. Certain followers, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. I would say the stories if you have the the right number of followers, and then 
um, being able to for e-commerce, um, do some tags, yeah. product tags. Yep, that's a newer feature. Mm-hmm. So people can click directly on the item that's tagged in your picture mm-hmm. and go straight straight to that item. So, good stuff. I got I got asked the question uh, just recently in a meeting, which I, I think is very relevant to this discussion, uh, bringing social back around to to search, uh, especially as we talk about search, kind of leading the way in referral sources. Um, you know, the, the question was asked is what, you know, what we're doing in social, both organic and paid, does it have an impact on organic search? And, and my response to it was similar to the discussion we've had before about does PPC, does, does mm-hmm. paid search Lift. impact uh, uh, organic search? And the answer is not directly, but indirectly. Mm-hmm. Case in point two, um, Pat, you recently with with one campaign you were running, one one client work, some work you were doing with a brand. Um, we were getting some traction with with search ads, but it was it was slow. It was slow right. to gain traction. Um, mind you, the approach was very much non branded. There's nothing to do with right. with client brand name in here at all. We, uh, we might have enabled a small strategy deployment for uh, like a display select on a contextual targeting as a test. And what we, not quite immediately, but indirectly see the effects of the search campaign to start to gain traction and take off. So, you know, the question comes back to what, do you, what are your thoughts on um, social impacting search then and now moving forward. So then meaning pre-algorithm change now being a pay-to-play space that mm. everybody thinks that it is, right? Mm. I'd, be, I'd be curious to know what your thoughts are on that. Mm. And I'm looking at Ashley as the resident social, <laughs> you know, as the resident social, uh, social expert. Adrian. <laughs> I think uh, brand recognition is going to be big. And That's yeah. And brand then transitioning to industry recognition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's. It, I think that's what lifts on on the uh, the search side of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what helps with that indirectly seeing a lift. If a user sees um, <clears throat> a brand or a product mm-hmm. show up mm-hmm. in all these websites through display or remarketing or things like that. When it shows up in organic, they're naturally going to want to click it because they see it as more of a trustworthy source. Like that, it's not just a, a spam thing. It's it's seen as, oh, they must be an authority, so I'm going to click it. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing will happen in social. Yeah, I'm, as you were talking, my kind of take on it is, say something pops up in my Facebook feed. I've been getting a lot of fashion. Um, ads in my Facebook feed. We have noticed your wardrobe has <laughs> been, has been updated. Very sharp. Yeah. You know, I mean, we noticed we noticed that the wardrobe's updated. So maybe there's a reason for uh, that. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, they they know me. So you know, I've been seeing a lot of fashion ads show up in my feed, and if I see something there that I'm interested in, maybe not interested enough to click on the ad when it comes up, but if it's something that I was interested enough in. 
I'm, I might remember that brand name yeah. or, or what the item was, and then I'm going to go do a search for that later to try to find it. Totally. So I mean, so, yeah. it, it, it goes back to, it was a statement that I think Maz's uh, uh, CEO, Sarah Bird, had even mentioned recently. They did, so Maz started a podcast, what's it called, Maz Pod, I think mm-hmm. it is. And she did a really great, there. she did an episode that uh, was about SEO as brand. And I think that is a really, really good discussion that SEOs need to be having. I think it's a great discussion that, that SEOs need to be having with digital marketers, with C-suite folks, with things like that. Is It's something I've talked about for, I feel like for years, is let's not get so focused on ranking of keyword x or keyword y Mm -hmm. it's it's over time we're seeing lift in search branded or not um but more importantly we know that like the stat is still on the board here from a a slide deck i put together 92 percent of people do not buy on the first visit so if you don't if if your users are not converting on the first visit How are they getting back to your site? Mm -hmm. They might have been introduced from a paid search ad. They might have been introduced from a Facebook ad. They might have been introduced from an organic search ad. So if they come in through organic, are you remarketing to them through Facebook? Are you remarketing them through search or through display? You know, Mm -hmm. are you doing all of those things? Are you taking an integrated approach with that? I mean, those are the discussions that we're having more and more, right? As a holistic approach SEO company is, what else are you doing? Because those other things that you're doing offline or online can impact what happens in organic search yep. indirectly. Yep. And and I think it's all I think it's only gonna get I, I think those lines are only gonna get more blurry. Yeah. Moving yep. forward. Um, you know, and with Facebook going to the pay-to-play model, we that's not 100% true, right? I mean, there's people that are going to freak out and say, oh, well, now i got to pay for all that traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing to point out there, too, which is where I would be curious to read the actual shareaholic data, is if you boost a post from Facebook, that's referral. It's not, if most people are not tracking that. Most people are not putting UTM mm-hmm. tracking codes mm-hmm. and parameters in there. That's going to come through as a referral from Facebook. So you're then, you then need to back up the funnel and, re- and rely on Facebook Insights to be able to see, oh, yeah, we, we ran into that. Case in point, we ran into that with a client. We, looked, we were looking at year-over-year data and couldn't figure out for a bit at like, crap, why did, hmm, this is really weird. You know, stats are way off. Pinpointing on a certain date, ask the client, hey, what did you do this week? Come to find out, they boosted a bunch of posts. And that's what generated that that traffic increase yeah here we are in 2018 thinking why, why, what did we miss we're so far behind mm-hmm. the eight ball mm-hmm. yep yeah we're, we're beating our heads against the wall <laughs> thinking like either we didn't do something right or uh, or maybe they didn't and when yeah. in reality uh, you have a little bit of Facebook to blame for that when it comes up and it's like oh hey <laughs> want to boost that post you know yeah. 50 bucks will get it you know this far and, and it's so transactional and so easy yeah, right it's mm-hmm. going to be frustrating too for marketers or business owners that don't understand to go deeper you know here in the office when we were digging through that it was like a yeah. Leo DiCaprio we must go deeper kind of <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, we, we finally got there and we figured it out like, let's ask the client about that and, right then it's all started clicking. Yeah. So this is another, I think, to kind of come full circle and wrap this up too, you know, um, it, it's just another reason to be more integrated with your teams. I'm not saying that that, that means that, 
you need to have all of those things under one roof. It's mm-hmm. just have the get get everyone at the table yeah. on a quarterly basis at a minimum. Have the conversation, get a shared document out there, get everybody on the same page to understand who's doing what, what's the timeline look like, because everybody needs a point to be able to reference that and say, this could generate lift in organic search, or what we're doing in organic could generate some traction, content opportunities to promote and share. So get everybody together, get a more uh, integrated integrated approach. So I think... uh, Things will be things will be interesting. 2018's just started, so <laughs> here we go. But cool. Well, thank you guys for contributing, and uh, certainly uh, we look forward to sharing on the next episode. Check out uh, episode 34. There's a lot of really really great uh, nuggets and pieces of information that Cindy uh, Cindy and I totally geeked out for about 50 <laughs> minutes on. So um, check that out. We'll link to all the show notes here too. So until next time, good luck. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.